Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, with translations and purports by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Second Canto, Chapter 9, Texts 4 through 10. Text 4. O King, the personality of Godhead, being very much pleased with Lord Brahma because of his non-deceptive penance in bhakti-yoga, presented his eternal and transcendental form before Brahma, and that is the objective goal for purifying the conditioned soul. Report by Srila Prabhupada Atmatattva is the science of both God and the living entity. Both the Supreme Lord and the living entity are known as Atma. The Supreme Lord is called Paramatma, and the living entity is called the Atma, the Brahma, or the Jiva. Both the Paramatma and the Jivatma, being transcendental to the material energy, are called Atma. So Sukadev Goswami explains this verse with the aim of purifying the truth of both the Paramatma and the Jivatma. Generally, people have many wrong conceptions about both of them. The wrong conception of the Jivatma is to identify the material body with the pure soul. And the wrong conception of Paramatma is to think him on an equal level with the living entity. But both misconceptions can be removed by one stroke of bhakti-yoga, just as in the sunlight, both the sun and the world and everything within the sunlight are properly seen. In the darkness, one cannot see the sun, nor himself, nor the world. But in the sunlight, one can see the sun, himself, and the world around him. Srila Sukadev Goswami therefore says that for the purification of both wrong conceptions, the Lord presented his eternal form before Brahmaji, being fully satisfied with Brahma's non-deceptive vow of discharging bhakti-yoga. Except for bhakti-yoga, any method for realization of atma-tattva, or the science of atma, will prove deceptive, in the long run. In the Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says that only by bhakti-yoga can one know him perfectly, and then one can enter into the science of God. Brahmaji undertook great penance in performing bhakti-yoga, and thus he was able to see the transcendental form of the Lord. His transcendental form is 100% spiritual and one can see him only by spiritualized vision after proper discharge of tapasya, or penance, in pure bhakti-yoga. 
The form of the Lord manifested before Brahma is not one of the forms with which we have experience in this material world. Brahmaji did not perform such severe types of penance just to see a form of material production. Therefore, the question by Maharaj Pareket about the form of the Lord is answered. The form of the Lord is Sat-Chit-Ananda, or eternal, full of knowledge, and full of bliss. But the material form of the living being is neither eternal, nor full of knowledge, nor blissful. That is the distinction between the form of the Lord and of the conditioned soul. The conditioned soul, however, can regain his form of eternal knowledge and bliss simply by seeing the Lord by means of bhakti-yoga. The summary is that due to ignorance, the conditioned soul is encaged in the temporary varieties of material forms. But the Supreme Lord has no such temporary form like the conditioned souls. He is always possessed of an eternal form of knowledge and bliss. And that is the difference between the Lord and the living entity. One can understand this difference by the process of bhakti-yoga. Brahma was then told by the Lord the gist of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam in four original verses. Thus, Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam is not a creation of mental speculators. The sound of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam is transcendental, and the resonance of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam is as good as that of the Vedas. Thus, the topic of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam is the science of both the Lord and the living entity. Regular reading or hearing of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam is also performance of bhakti-yoga, and one can attain the highest perfection simply by the association of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam. Both Sukadev Goswami and Maharaj Parikat attained perfection through the medium of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam. Text 5 Lord Brahma, the first spiritual master, supreme in the universe, could not trace out the source of his lotus seat, and while thinking of creating the material world, he could not understand the proper direction for such creative work, nor could he find out the process for such creation. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda This verse is the prelude for explaining the transcendental nature of the form and the abode of the Lord. In the beginning of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, it has already been said that the Supreme Absolute Truth exists in His own abode, without any touch of the deluding energy. Therefore, the kingdom of God is not a myth, but factually a different and transcendental sphere of planets known as the Vaikunthas. This will also be explained in this chapter. Such knowledge of the spiritual sky, far above this material sky and its paraphernalia, can be known only by dint of devotional service, or bhakti-yoga. The power of creation by Lord Brahma 
was also achieved by bhakti yoga. Brahmaji was bewildered in the matter of creation, and he could not even trace out the source of his own existence. But all this knowledge was fully achieved by him through the medium of bhakti yoga. By bhakti yoga, one can know the Lord, and by knowing the Lord as supreme, one is able to know everything else. One who knows the supreme knows everything else. That is the version of all the Vedas. Even the first spiritual master of the universe was enlightened by the grace of the Lord. So who else can attain perfect knowledge of everything without the mercy of the Lord? If anyone desires to seek perfect knowledge of everything, he must seek the mercy of the Lord, and there is no other means. To seek knowledge on the strength of one's own personal attempt is a sheer waste of time. Text 6 While thus engaged in thinking in the water, Brahmaji heard twice from nearby two syllables joined together. One of the syllables was taken from the 16th and the other from the 21st of the Sparsha alphabets, and both joined to become the wealth of the renounced order of life. Purport by Srila Prabhupada In Sanskrit language, the consonant alphabets are divided into two divisions, namely the Sparsha Varnas and the Talavya Varnas. From Ka to Ma, the letters are known as the Sparsha Varnas, and the sixteenth of the group is called Ta, whereas the twenty-first letter is called Pa. So when they are joined together, the word tapa, or penance, is constructed. This penance is the beauty and wealth of the Brahmins and the renounced order of life. According to the Bhagavat philosophy, every human being is meant simply for this tapa and for no other business, because by penance only can one realize his self and self-realization not sense gratification, is the business of human life. This tapa, or penance, was begun from the very beginning of the creation, and it was first adopted by the Supreme Spiritual Master, Lord Brahma. By tapasya only can one get the profit of human life, and not by a polished civilization of animal life. The animal does not know anything except sense gratification in the jurisdiction of eat, drink, be merry, and enjoy. But the human being is made to undergo tapasya for going back home, back to Godhead. When Lord Brahma was perplexed about how to construct the material manifestations in the universe and went down within the water to find out the means and source of his lotus seat, he heard the word, tapa, vibrated twice. Taking the path of tapa is the second birth of the desiring disciple. 
The word Upashrinot is very significant. It is similar to Upanayana, or bringing the disciple nearer to the spiritual master for the path of tapa. So Brahmaji was thus initiated by Lord Krishna, and this fact is corroborated by Brahmaji himself in his book, the Brahma Samhita. In the Brahma Samhita, Lord Brahma has sung in every verse, Govindam Adipurusham Tamaham Bajami. Thus Brahma was initiated by the Krishna mantra by Lord Krishna himself, and thus he became a Vaishnav, or a devotee of the Lord, before he was able to construct the huge universe. It is stated in the Brahma Samhita that Lord Brahma was initiated into the 18-letter Krishna mantra, which is generally accepted by all devotees of Lord Krishna. We follow the same principle because we belong to the Brahma Sampradaya, directly in the disciplic chain from Brahma to Narada, from Narada to Vyas, from Vyas to Madhvamuni, from Madhvamuni to Madhavendrapuri, from Madhavendrapuri to Isvarapuri, from Isvarapuri to Lord Chaitanya, and gradually to His Divine Grace, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvati, our Divine Master. One who is thus initiated in the disciplic succession is able to achieve the same result or power of creation. Chanting of this holy mantra is the only shelter of the desireless, pure devotee of the Lord. Simply by such tapasya, or penance, the devotee of the Lord achieves all perfections, like Lord Brahma. Text 7. When he heard the sound, he tried to find the speaker, searching on all sides. But when he was unable to find anyone besides himself, he thought it wise to sit down on his lotus seat firmly and give his attention to the execution of penance, as he was instructed. Report by Srila Prabhupada To achieve success in life, one should follow the example of Lord Brahma, the first living creature in the beginning of creation. After being initiated by the Supreme Lord to execute tapasya, he was fixed in his determination to do it, and although he could not find anyone besides himself, he could rightly understand that the sound was transmitted by the Lord himself. Brahma was the only living being at that time, because there was no other creation, and none could be found there except himself. In the beginning of the first canto, in the first chapter, first verse of Srimad Bhagavatam, it has already been mentioned that Brahma was initiated by the Lord from within. The Lord is within every living entity, as the Supersoul, and he initiated Brahma because Brahma was willing to receive this initiation. The Lord can similarly initiate everyone who is inclined to have it. As already stated, 
Brahma is the original spiritual master for the universe. And since he was initiated by the Lord himself, the message of Srimad Bhagavatam is coming down by disciplic succession. And in order to receive the real message of Srimad Bhagavatam, one should approach the current link, or spiritual master, in the chain of disciplic succession. After being initiated by the proper spiritual master in that chain of succession, one should engage himself in the discharge of tapasya, in execution of devotional service. One should not, however, think himself on the level of Brahma, to be initiated directly by the Lord from inside, because in the present age, no one can be accepted as pure as Brahma. The post of Brahma to officiate in the creation of the universe is offered to the most pure living being. And unless one is so qualified, one cannot expect to be treated like Brahmaji directly. But one can have the same facility through unalloyed devotees of the Lord, through scriptural instructions, as revealed in the Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam especially, and also through the bona fide spiritual master available to the sincere soul. The Lord himself appears as the spiritual master to a person who is sincere in heart about serving the Lord. Therefore, the bona fide spiritual master who happens to meet the sincere devotee should be accepted as the most confidential and beloved representative of the Lord. If a person is posted under the guidance of such a bona fide spiritual master, it may be accepted without any doubt that the desiring person has achieved the grace of the Lord. Text 8. Lord Brahma underwent penances for 1,000 years by the calculations of the demigods. He heard this transcendental vibration from the sky and he accepted it as divine. Thus he controlled his mind and senses and the penances he executed were a great lesson for the living entities. Thus he is known as the greatest of all ascetics. Report by Srila Prabhupada. Lord Brahma heard the occult sound, ta-pa, but he did not see the person who vibrated the sound, and still he accepted the instruction as beneficial for him, and therefore he engaged himself in meditation for 1,000 celestial years. One celestial year is equal to 6 times 30 times 12, times 1,000 of our solar years. His acceptance of the sound was due to his pure vision of the absolute nature of the Lord. And due to his correct vision, he made no distinction between the Lord and the Lord's instruction. There is no difference between the Lord and sound vibration coming from him, even though he is not personally present. The best way of understanding is to accept such divine instruction. And Brahma, the prime spiritual master of everyone, 
is the living example of this process of receiving transcendental knowledge. The potency of transcendental sound is never minimized because the vibrator is apparently absent. Therefore, Srimad Bhagavatam or Bhagavad Gita or any revealed scripture in the world is never to be accepted as an ordinary mundane sound without transcendental potency. One has to receive the transcendental sound from the right source, accept it as a reality, and prosecute the direction without hesitation. The secret of success is to receive the sound from the right source of a bona fide spiritual master. Mundane manufactured sound has no potency, and as such, seemingly transcendental sound, received from an unauthorized person, also has no potency. One should be qualified enough to discern such transcendental potency, and either by discriminating or by fortunate chance, if one is able to receive the transcendental sound from the bona fide spiritual master, his path of liberation is guaranteed. The disciple, however, must be ready to execute the order of the bona fide spiritual master, as Brahma executed the instruction of his spiritual master, the Lord himself. Following the order of the bona fide spiritual master is the only duty of the disciple, and this completely faithful execution of the order of the bona fide spiritual master is the secret of success. Lord Brahma controlled his two grades of senses by means of sense perception and sense organs, because he had to engage such senses in the execution of the order of the Lord. Therefore, controlling the senses means engaging them in the transcendental service of the Lord. The Lord's order descends in disciplic succession through the bona fide spiritual master, and thus execution of the order of the bona fide spiritual master is factual control of the senses. Such execution of penance in full faith and sincerity made Brahmaji so powerful that he became the creator of this universe. And because he was able to attain such power, he is called the best amongst all the tapasvis. Text 9. The Personality of Godhead, being thus very much satisfied with the penance of Lord Brahma, was pleased to manifest his personal abode, Vaikuntha, the supreme planet above all others. This transcendental abode of the Lord is adored by all self-realized persons, freed from all kinds of miseries and fear of illusory existence. Report by Srila Prabhupada. The troubles of penance accepted by Lord Brahma were certainly in the line of devotional service, bhakti. Otherwise, there was no chance that Vaikuntha, or Svalokam, the Lord's personal abodes, would become visible to Brahmaji. The personal abodes of the Lord, known as the Vaikunthas, are neither mythical nor material 
as conceived by the impersonalists. But realization of the transcendental abodes of the Lord is possible only through devotional service, and thus the devotees enter into such abodes. There is undoubtedly trouble in executing penance, but the trouble accepted in executing bhakti yoga is transcendental happiness from the very beginning, whereas the trouble of penance is in other processes of self-realization, jnana yoga, dhyana yoga, etc., without any vaikuntha realization, ends in trouble only, and nothing more. There is no profit in beating husks without grains. Similarly, there is no profit in executing troublesome penances other than bhakti-yoga, for self-realization. Executing bhakti-yoga is exactly like sitting on the lotus sprouted out of the abdomen of the transcendental personality of Godhead. Brahmaji was able to please the Lord, and the Lord was also pleased to show Brahmaji his personal abode. Srila Jiva Goswami, in the comments of his Krama Sandarbha, Annotation of Srimad Bhagavatam, cites quotation from the Bihad Aranyak Upanishad, Vedic Evidence. It is said that Jagnavalka described the transcendental abode of the Lord to Gargi, and that abode of the Lord is situated above the highest planet of the universe, namely Brahmaloka. This abode of the Lord, although described in the revealed scriptures like the Bhagavad Gita and the Srimad Bhagavatam, remains only a myth for the less intelligent class of men with a poor fund of knowledge. Herein the word Svadrishtyat B is very significant. One who has actually realized his self realizes the transcendental form of one's self. Impersonal realization of self and the Supreme is not complete because it is just the opposite conception of material personalities. The personality of Godhead and the personalities of devotees of the Lord are all transcendental. They do not have material bodies. The material body is overcast with five kinds of miserable conditions, namely ignorance, material conception, attachment, hatred, and absorption. As long as one is overwhelmed by these five kinds of material miseries, there is no question of entering into the Vaikuntha Lokas. The impersonal conception of one's self is just the negation of material personality and is far from the positive existence of personal form. The personal forms of the transcendental abode will be explained in the following verses. Brahmaji also described the highest planet of the Vaikuntha Loka as Goloka Vrindavan, where the Lord resides as a cowherd boy keeping transcendental sarabi cows and surrounded by hundreds and thousands of goddesses of fortune. Chintamani Pakara Sadmashukalpa Viksha Lakshavarteshu Surabir Abhipalayantam Lakshmi Sahasura Satasambrama Sevyamanam Govindam Adipurusham Tamaham Bajami Brahma Samhita 5 29. 
the statement of the Bhagavad Gita, Yadgatva Nanivartante, Taddama Paramam Mama, is also confirmed herewith. Param means transcendental Brahman. Therefore, the abode of the Lord is also Brahman, non-different from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Lord is known as Vaikuntha, and his abode is also known as Vaikuntha. Such Vaikuntha realization and worship can be made possible by transcendental form and sense. Text 10. In that personal abode of the Lord, the material modes of ignorance and passion do not prevail, nor is there any of their influence in goodness. There is no predominance of the influence of time. So what to speak of the illusory external energy? It cannot enter that region. Without discrimination, both the demigods and the demons worship the Lord as devotees. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The kingdom of God, or the atmosphere of the Vaikuntha nature, which is called Tripad Vibhuti, is three times bigger than the material universes, and is described here, as also in the Bhagavad Gita, in a nutshell. This universe, containing billions of stars and planets, is one of billions of such universes, clustered together within the compass of the Mahatattva. And all these millions and billions of universes, combined together, constitute only one-fourth of the magnitude of the whole creation of the Lord. There is the spiritual sky also. Beyond this sky are the spiritual planets under the name of Vaikuntha, and all of them constitute three-fourths of the entire creation of the Lord. God's creations are always innumerable. Even the leaves of a tree cannot be counted by a man, nor can the hairs on his head. However, foolish men are puffed up with the idea of becoming God himself, though unable to create a hair on their own bodies. Man may discover so many wonderful vehicles of journey, but even if he reaches the moon by as much advertised spacecraft, he cannot remain there. The sane man, therefore, without being puffed up as if he were God of the universe, abides by the instructions of the Vedic literature the easiest way to acquire knowledge in transcendence. So let us know through the authority of Srimad Bhagavatam of the nature and constitution of the transcendental world beyond the material sky. In that sky, the material qualities, especially the modes of ignorance and passion, are completely absent. The mode of ignorance influences a living entity to the habit of lust and hankering. And this means that in the Vaikuntha Lokas, the living beings are freed from these two tinges. As confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita, in the Brahma-Bhuta stage of life, one becomes free from hankering 
and lamentation. Therefore, the conclusion is that the inhabitants of Vaikuntha planets are all Brahmabhuta living entities, as distinguished from the mundane creatures who are all compact in hankering and lamentation. When one is not in the mode of ignorance and passion, one is supposed to be situated in the mode of goodness in the material world. Goodness in the material world also, at times, becomes contaminated by touches of the modes of passion and ignorance. In the Vaikuntha Loka, it is unalloyed goodness only. The whole situation there is one of freedom from the illusory manifestation of the external energy. Although illusory energy is also part and parcel of the Supreme Lord, illusory energy is differentiated from the Lord. The illusory energy is not, however, false, as claimed by the monist philosophers. The rope, accepted as a snake, may be an illusion to a particular person, but the rope is a fact, and the snake is also a fact. The illusion of water on the hot desert may be illusion for the ignorant animal searching for water in the desert, but the desert and the water are actual facts. Therefore, the material creation of the Lord may be an illusion for the non-devotee, but to a devotee, even the material creation of the Lord is a fact, as the manifestation of his external energy. But this energy of the Lord is not all in all. The Lord has his internal energy also, which has another creation, known to be the Vaikuntha Lokas, where there is no ignorance, no passion, no illusion, and no past and present. With a poor fund of knowledge, one may be unable to understand the existence of such things as the Vaikuntha atmosphere, but that does not nullify its existence. That spacecraft cannot reach those planets does not mean that there are no such planets, for they are described in the revealed scriptures. As quoted by Srila Jiva Goswami, we can know from the Narada Pancharatra that the transcendental world, or Vaikuntha atmosphere, is enriched with transcendental qualities. These transcendental qualities, as revealed through the devotional service of the Lord, are distinct from the mundane qualities of ignorance, passion, and goodness. Such qualities are not attainable by the non-devotee class of men. In the Padma Purana, Uttarakhanda, it is stated that beyond the one-fourth part of God's creation is the three-fourths manifestation. The marginal line between the material manifestation and the spiritual manifestation is the Viraja River, and beyond the Viraja, which is transcendental current flowing from the perspiration of the body of the Lord, there is the three-fourths manifestation of God's creation. This part is eternal, everlasting, without deterioration, and unlimited, and it contains the highest perfectional stage of living conditions. In the Sankhya Kamudi, it is stated that unalloyed goodness, or transcendence, 
is just opposite to the material modes. All living entities there are eternally associated without any break, and the Lord is the chief and prime entity. In the Agama Puranas also, the transcendental abode is described as follows. The associated members there are free to go everywhere within the creation of the Lord, and there is no limit to such creation, particularly in the region of the three-fourths magnitude. Since the nature of that region is unlimited, there is no history of such association, nor is there end to it. The conclusion may be drawn that because of the complete absence of the mundane qualities of ignorance and passion, there is no question of creation, nor of annihilation. In the material world, everything is created, and everything is annihilated, and the duration of life between creation and annihilation is temporary. In the transcendental realm, there is no creation and no destruction and thus the duration of life is eternal, unlimitedly. In other words, everything in the transcendental world is everlasting, full of knowledge and bliss, without deterioration. Since there is no deterioration, there is no past, present, and future in the estimation of time. It is clearly stated in this verse, that the influence of time is conspicuous by its absence. The whole material existence is manifested by actions and reactions of elements, which make the influence of time prominent in the matter of past, present, and future. There are no such actions and reactions of cause and effects there. So the cycle of birth, growth, existence, transformations, deterioration, and annihilation, the six material changes, are not existent there. It is the unalloyed manifestation of the energy of the Lord, without illusion, as experienced here in the material world. The whole Vaikuntha existence proclaims that everyone there is a follower of the Lord. The Lord is the chief leader there, without any competition for leadership and the people in general, are all followers of the Lord. It is confirmed in the Vedas, therefore, that the Lord is the chief leader, and all other living entities are subordinate to him. For only the Lord satisfies all the needs of all other living entities. <laughs>